Section 4 of Northern Trails, Book 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Melissa Jean. Northern Trails, Book 2, by William J. Long. Pequam the Fisher, Part 1. Pequam the Fisher, the cunning one, as Simo calls him, who follows your snowshoe track but never crosses it, is one of the shadows of the big woods. A dark shadow indeed to the wood folk, for wherever he goes, death follows close behind him, and a shadow to your eyes also, for when you do see him unexpectedly, after much watching and patience, he darts up the hillside, leaping and dodging, vanishing and appearing and vanishing again, like one of the shadows that the sunbeams are chasing when a brisk wind drives the clouds away, and when the woods are filled with rustlings and uncertainties. Why is he called the fisher? That is one of the great mysteries. Ask the half-breeds of the great barren grounds, and they may tell you, perhaps, that he is called fisher because he is a most industrious thief, in stealing the fish with which they bait their traps, in angling them out of the cunning devices without getting his own paw caught, or bringing the heavy deadfall down on his own back. The name Weejack, however, which still clings to him there, has no thought of fish or fishing in it, but suggests rather the elves and goblins, the cunning and mischievous little folk, that are supposed to haunt the solitudes and play havoc with the trapper's sable line. The earlier naturalists, catching rare glimpses of Pequam, and trusting to their own knowledge rather than to the Indians' better understanding, probably called him Fisher because they confused him with Keonk the Otter, whom he slightly resembles, and who is a famous fisherman. Like all weasels, and next to Karakjo the wolverine, he is greatest and fiercest of his tribe. He likes fish, but I have never known him to catch one unaided save once, and then he leapt into a shallow pool among the rocks where receding waters had left a big salmon half-stranded, and darted about like a fury in a blinding smother of water till he gripped his slippery prize securely and dragged him away into the shadows. Pequam has other names. Black fox he is called in places, where he is but rarely seen, though he bears no relation to the black or silver fox, and Penance Martin by the bookish people, and Black Cat by all the main trappers who follow him on the snow springs when he is gorged with food, and who catch him cunningly at last asleep in a hollow log. But that is the only way I have ever tried, in which I have really caught a weasel asleep. But whatever his name, Pequam has the same nature wherever I have found or heard of him, whether on the high mountain ranges, or the bleak Labrador barrens, or the silent shadow-filled northern woods. A crafty, restless, bloodthirsty haunter of every trail, even your own, at once shy and daring, springing in tense alarm at the slightest unknown squeak or chirp or rustle, yet with a screeching ferocity at times when you corner him that makes your spine tingle. Because he is little known, even to the naturalists, let me describe him just as you meet him at home in the woods. If you see him at all, which is not likely unless you follow him for miles on the snow, and find his kill and then track him to his den, you will be conscious chiefly of a black streak drawn swiftly up the hillside and vanishing over the top of a rock or a mossy log. If you get any idea of the creature at all, it will be something like that of an enormous black cat with a terrier in swift pursuit. If he but stand for an instant to see what frightened him and give you one of the rarest sights in the woods, you will see an exceedingly nervous animal, suggesting at once a cat and a huge weasel. He is much larger than a house cat, with short legs and a pointed face, like a marten's, and glossy black fur. That is as far as you will ever get in your description except perhaps the tail, which you see, is long and soft and glossy as he vanishes over the log. And, like many a scared cat, he fluffs it out like a bottle brush, to make it look big and to scare you should you attempt to follow him. Two or three times in the woods I have had just such glimpses of Pequam as I have described, 
but except in hunting on the snow only once i have seen him plainly where he had no idea i was watching him i was sitting quietly in the woods at daybreak watching for deer and moose on matagammon when there was a rustle behind me and mokotox went hopping by in the crazy erratic way that hares have when hunted kagax is after him i thought and turned to watch for the weasel at the same time picking up a stick to stop the bloodthirsty little wretch's hunting then out of the underbrush darted pequam his muzzle twitching tail quivering darting leaping dodging halting all on fire with excitement every hair on his body seemed to be alive and filled with nerves and i thought instantly of a young fisher that i used to watch for hours at a time in his cage whether sleeping or waking on the ground or in his tree he seemed to have eyes ears and senses all over him a squeak a chirp a scratch the slightest sound and instantly he leaped from what he was doing and twisted his head and whirled and leaped again once when he was apparently sound asleep i brought my thumb and fingers together and snapped the edges a sound so faint would hardly trouble the dreams of even a sleeping wolf but on the instant pequam had leaped to his feet wide awake and was wrinkling his nose in my direction just the same impression of intense vitality and alertness swept over me now as the wild creature passed before me fairly quivering from nose to tail-tip not ten feet from my hand where the hare had made a wild jump he stopped for an instant twisted his head in a half-circle to catch the scent darted forward ran back again with his nose to the ground and then finding he was off scent and running back a track instead of turning as any other animal would have done he simply leaped whirled in the air like a flash and came down in his tracks facing in the opposite direction it was the quickest the most intense action i have ever seen in a living animal and yet it was probably just an ordinary movement in pequam's daily life an instant later he had picked up the trail and darted away absolutely unconscious that i had watched him as a hunter pequam has no equal among the wood folk he follows a trail with all the persistency of a weasel and he darts forward with marvellous quickness when his nose has brought him within striking distance of his game of a score of fisher trails that i have followed in the winter woods never a one but brought me sooner or later to the scene of his killing with its record written as plainly as if the eye had seen it all you may follow the tracks of elomos the fox the sly one as simo calls him for days at a time and find only that he has caught nothing and has lain down to sleep far more hungry than you are yourself or you may trace the round deep pugs of upweekis the link for uncounted miles through the bare white empty woods and get at last a kind of sympathy for the big savage stupid fellow as you think how ravenous he must be for the tracks lead to nothing but disappointments at the beaver house at the rabbit's form beside the deer yard and at the hole in the snow where the grouse plunged for the night but follow pequam a little way and you come speedily to the story of good hunting here a mouse and there a hare and there a squirrel and there a deer careful now he is gorged and sleepy and you will find him not far away asleep in a hollow tree under the snow spite of his size pequam climbs and moves among the big trees with all the sureness and agility of a squirrel travelling long distances overhead and even following his game by leaping from branch to branch like the squirrel he can jump down from an enormous height flattening his body and tail against the air so as to break his fall striking the ground lightly and darting away as if he enjoyed the dizzy plunge and like the larger cats he sometimes creeps over his game on a lofty limb and leaps down upon it like a thunderbolt though unlike peacomph the wild cat and lox the panther i have never known him to watch in a tree over the runways 
his nose is too good and his patience too poor to lead him to these pot-hunting and abominable methods it is in following pequam's trail through the snow that you learn as you do with most large animals the story of his life for the northern forests in winter especially seem but bare and tenantless places far in the south life seems to be the order of the universe earth air and water swarm at all times with a multitude of creatures here all is different silence and death seem to have gripped the world and emptied it from early morning when the intense cold silences all things to the short midday when the feeble sun brings forth a jay's cry or a squirrel's disturbing chatter and on to the early twilight when the trees groan again and crack like pistols as the frost snaps the tightening bark you glide along silently and alone on your snowshoes and save for the crossbills and chickadees and the rolling tattoo of the log cock you seem utterly alone in the universe no broad wing or gloss of fur or gray shadow of a deer disturbs the sharp outlines of the still tree balls on every hand your own breath as it drifts away in a cloud of frost among the trees is the only sign of a living animal in all the snowy landscape now look down at your feet you are standing where the dainty trail of a fox crosses the broad lead of a porcupine and it follows a little way doubtfully elimos is uncertain you see whether to turn aside or to go on debating with his shrunken stomach whether or not he is hungry enough to risk being struck through with cruel barbs for a coarse mouthful undecided whether to follow unkwunk and perhaps find him safe in a tree or trust again to luck and patience for a sweeter mouthful to stand between poor fox and death there he follows the trail and by that you may know he is more than hungry End of section 4